Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I have an interesting guest. Now, she is an interesting professional, but the most fun thing is that she and I share the same first name. We are both Candies. And Mm -hmm. not only are we both Candies, but our last names start with the letter M. So it gets a little complicated when we're in the same room and somebody says candy or candy m it's like which one of us are we talking about (laughs) so let me start by saying i am welcoming my guest candy messer to this episode and let me tell you a little bit about her she is a profitability advisor and she works with entrepreneurs to help them have successful businesses Like, I don't even need to say anything else, and already you know that this is somebody that can really help you. She has experience in bookkeeping since 1998 and understands the stresses that business owners face, and she offers customized service to meet their varying needs. Her company energizes entrepreneurs by removing the burden of compliance tasks, as well as identifying issues and prevent those things that might prevent higher profitability. And as a result, by using her services, clients have peace of mind and the freedom to do what they love. So did you hear that? Working with somebody like Candy helps you make more money, get peace of mind, experience freedom, and feel more energized. She is the co-author of Business Success with Ease and Navigating Entrepreneurship, and she is also the host of Biz Help For You podcast, which can be found on YouTube as well as multiple podcast channels. So Candy, welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm so pleased we're going to have this conversation. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it, and I am excited to be chatting with another Candy. It's very rare. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this kind of business. And, you know, like your bio really says a lot, but just tell me a little bit more about it, please. 
Sure. I was actually working as a full charge bookkeeper in a publishing company. And if anyone else's parents are like mine, they like to brag about their kids, right? So my mom would always say kind of what I did, who I worked for. And her nail and hairstylist at one point who knew me also was helping in her husband's business. And she reached out to me at one point and said, please help. I have to invoice and I have to, you know, reconcile and I hate doing these things and I'll pay the bills, but I don't want to do some of these other things. And she bugged me for a few months. I finally agreed, but I was saying to myself, I need to have a few more customers to make it worth it because I have to have a business license and a home operating permit. And it's not going to be worth it to help one customer and then pay out more than I'm even going to earn in all of these fees. So I started kind of on the side of my quote unquote real job, you know, helping clients. And over time, my husband finally said, you know what, people love what you do. You should just do it as your own business and focus on that and not worry about, you know, doing this other job. And so that was the start of me actually being a full fledged entrepreneur and then helping additional clients. And so then I was able to grow when I wasn't working that real job anymore, you know, and then since then I've been able to hire staff and we help many customers in a vast array of arenas, you know, to help them stay compliant. That's so amazing. And I really like this, um, you know, this sort of evolution, you know, starting with Mm -hmm. somebody who said, Hey, I want your help. And then growing and growing and growing organically over time through word of mouth and and just by doing good work, attracting mm-hmm. more clients. And I think that that is, that's one of the things that new coaches specifically, we often try to rush. We think that mm-hmm. we'll go from startup to like six figures, like no, like in the blink of an eye. And we mm-hmm. don't give ourselves enough time to start and build and grow and establish and then eventually become successful entrepreneurs. So I really, I really appreciate that story. Mm -hmm. So I know that you help people in so many ways. And before we started this recording, we were talking about like, what, you know, what are we going to talk about? And I think you've got so many different areas of knowledge, but knowing that the listeners here are for the most part, successful employees And Mm -hmm. now they're going to become entrepreneurs. What are some of the things that you would recommend that they keep in mind and some mistakes they might avoid? Sure. I think one of the things, even while you were just talking, was when you're going to start your business, you're not going to be at that number you think you're going to be like instantaneously. So set reasonable expectations on what your income is going to be, but also set reasonable expectations of what your expenses are going to be. Often people don't take into consideration all of their costs and don't have enough cash on hand to really be able to stay afloat in their businesses. So that's one of the things I see people don't have enough capital to even run their businesses. Now, as a coaching business, You don't have as much you have to invest in terms of like equipment and things like that. So it may not be as much of an impact, but it still can be a pretty serious impact if you're not actually planning appropriately. Because if you want to live off your income, you need to make sure you actually have what a reasonable expectation really is, or you may be doing it for a while on the side, like I did too, and still having to have your regular job until you can earn enough 
to cover all of those expenses. Right. And I think that those are, I mean, these are really good points. So the um, the language, the words that you're saying may be new. So we've got mm -hmm. that phrase of startup costs. And those are the mm -hmm. costs that you incur and you need to pay for before you actually get started. And in some cases, they might take a few months before you're sort of done with all your startup costs. So that's mm -hmm. one set of expenses. So the idea of having some money on hand so that you're not putting a lot of pressure on your business to perform because you know that those startup costs are taken care of. And then the other exactly. thing that you spoke about is business expenses. And I'm assuming mm -hmm. that's kind of like day-to-day, -day, you know, your right. Zoom account, your cell phone, <laughs> that kind of thing. Is that, is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it will be kind of your ongoing, let's say overhead, right? A lot of times what overhead is would be uh, if you are going to rent a space, you're going to have that. You do have to have insurance. And usually if you're working from your home, your home insurance does not cover business. So you usually have to have a different policy. Um, it could be business licenses. It could be dues and subscriptions, you know, whether it's your accounting package that you have to pay for or your platform to sell your program. You know, there's multiple dues and subscriptions that you usually have to have. Uh, you may have office supplies. You may be purchasing, you know, some equipment. You might need to set up a home office and purchase a printer, a new laptop, you know, a headset for recording or things like that. Um, so taking into consideration what all of those expenses are, are they one-time expenses? Are they annual expenses? Are they monthly recurring expenses? Really looking at all of those things that you're going to have to pay to run your business and taking all of that into consideration. Yeah. So these are important things. And this is one of the reasons that I recommend that new coaches, if they're already working, that they stay at their job because mm -hmm. they don't want to be putting too much pressure on their business to perform. So talk to me a little bit about, so we've got startup costs, you've talked about ongoing expenses, but then coaches want to coach, right? Mm -hmm. And we have this idea of how, my, how many coaching packages do I want to sell? So talk to me about the difference between sales and how mm -hmm. much is left over, the profit. Sure. So obviously your top line, what's called top line revenue is when you sell your product or service, what is the cost times how many you're selling, right? That's going to be your top line revenue, your sales. Um, obviously, if you have any refunds um, or discounts, it's going to reduce that number a little bit, but that's your top line revenue. Then as you're doing your bookkeeping, you're tracking your your expenses. Um, you may have some liabilities too, which we could talk about, which don't appear on that profit and loss. So there's a little bit of confusion for many people, especially when they're first starting a business, you know, not understanding the difference between all of those. But on your profit and loss report, you're going to take your income, less your expenses, that gets you down to your net profit. And so profit is an important factor to look at. Don't look just at the top number and saying, oh, yay, I just made, you know, $10,000 this month. That's great. But what are you ending up with at the bottom? That's important too. And a lot of times people are so worried about the top number and let's just grow the business, sell more. 
um, that they don't realize it could sometimes cost them more to get those additional sales and they become less profitable. So watch both numbers. Like it's great to see that top line number, but what is the impact that growth is having on your numbers for that final profit? Agreed. And I think where I see this quite frequently is in the online space, you see coaches saying, oh, I had a six-figure launch, which means Mm -hmm. that they launched a program or a package or an online course, and they made $100,000. And that is a wonderful thing, but it's only one number. Maybe they sold $100,000, which is a pretty big number for a new coach starting out and could sound very impressive, but how much did it cost them to make that Mm -hmm. sale? Are they spending money on advertising? Are they um, giving referral fees to partners? Mm -hmm. Did they have to bring in some additional help? You know, so they might have sold a big number, but how much is left in their pocket? And Mm -hmm. this is as you're designing a business to fit your lifestyle, like you're saying, you've got to keep both of these kinds of numbers in you know, at top of mind, how much am I making? How much am I selling? But how much am I actually left with to create mm-hmm. the life that I want? And so working with a bookkeeper is one of the ways that you're going to know where you're at. So talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about, I know this is kind of a leading question. Talk to me about the need to stay organized <laughs> about oh, what's going right. on. <laughs> yes. Organization is important. And a lot of times people will think, well, I'm so busy with my business right now. I don't have to really see my tax preparer, you know, except once a year. So I'll get it done as it gets closer. But what happens is number one, you may still not have enough time to really focus on it. And you may overlook things. You may not have all of your receipts, you know, available. Um, I do recommend And a lot of people don't use cash anymore, but some still do, Um, but they may forget to include cash receipts and then you don't have all the expenses to write off. So you're paying more in tax, you know, than you maybe would have otherwise. Um, So I recommend try to stay up on your work at least every month, right? And you can have a different filing system to keep track of all your documents too, whether It's digital on your computer and you create a folder. You can have folders by vendor names and save all your receipts there. You could have them by month. So you could just look at your whole month and what did you have? Um, You can still have paper if you really like paper. Ideally, you're going to store everything digitally because you don't have so much taking up space in your home or just accumulating papers that when you look at it becomes overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can have some kind of system whether it's every week, you even just scan your documents and save them and then, you know, have everything ready to go. Whatever it is that works for you, but don't put it off until, you know, I need to see my CPA in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do it because it will be too overwhelming. You may not even remember what an expense was for, and then you may not be posting it correctly either. Yeah. So 15 minutes every week or every couple of mm-hmm. weeks compared to hours and hours and hours if you wait until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One thing I recommend is if you have a folder like a Google Drive or Dropbox or you know some type of digital folder, um, you usually can snap a picture and upload it right into that drive. And so as you're making purchases, 
take those pictures because if you are ever audited, you are going to need to have documentation. So if you're taking those pictures and you're putting it into a folder, whatever your filing system is, you can easily find everything you need. It'll make it easy to give it to your tax preparer come tax time, but you'll have everything in one place. You don't have to worry about searching for paperwork anywhere and it's just easy to find. And then just have a certain naming convention so it all makes sense and it's in a certain format. So whether it's you put the date first and the vendor name and the amount or you know what the purpose is, whatever it works for you, but create a system that you follow that same system every time so you know how to find your documents. Right. I know that um, for my clients, I usually recommend monthly, you know, so put everything for January in the January file, everything in for February in the February file. Sure, you're going to have the occasional thing that is in an other, um, Mm -hmm. but that's a good place for people to start. And then exactly, you know, even though at the onset of your business, you might be thinking, ah, 15 minutes, I don't want to spend 15 minutes putting things in files. Trust us, it is going to save you so much heartache in the future. Mm -hmm. Coaches Mm -hmm. want to coach. Most coaches want to be a coach because they love helping people. They love doing the work. They want to experience freedom and they want to make a difference. And they'd like to make some money too. So all of this kind of recommendations is to give you the most time having that freedom, Mm -hmm. having that impact spending more time with your clients instead of moving papers around. So Candy is giving us some really great advice here. So Candy, what one more thing would you recommend for new coaches? What's one thing that you could help them with um, in addition to the ones that you've already talked about? I would say do not mix business and personal funds. A lot of times, especially if someone is first starting out, they think, well, I don't have to have a separate bank account and a personal account, or I want to get points on my credit card, you know, so I can get cash back or I could use it for, you know, certain things, but it complicates the bookkeeping. And if you become an entity, often you aren't allowed to even mix business and personal. So start off right away with a business bank account and a personal bank account, a business credit card, a personal credit card. It'll just make it so much easier and it's cleaner bookkeeping. It's easier bookkeeping and it will make your tax preparer's life easier as well. And it could save you a lot of money in the future Mm -hmm. as well. You know, if you get audited and the audit goes easily and cleanly, then, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're going to be good. But if you have to spend hours trying to justify things or trying to, you know, um, trying to explain something that's not done correctly, it's going to take you hours and it may end up costing you more, both for your tax preparer as well as in taxes owed. That might be. Not only that, if you're using, let's use a credit card as an example, because you want to get the points. If you're using it for business and personal and you're audited, the tax agency may see something you are saying is business related and they're going to say, it doesn't look business to me. It's on your personal card. And so trying to justify that to them, why it's an expense is just going to be more of a hassle. So again, just if you always have one card that is just for whether it's entertainment, you know, you're taking someone out to dinner, you're, you know, building that relationship, you're paying for a networking event, you're buying your office supplies, 
any of that, just keep it completely separate. Um, it will make it easier all around and less likely that those expenses might be disallowed. Mm, yeah, thank you. So just as we wrap up, I would like the listeners to notice, do you notice how the things that Candy is recommending, how it really will help you have more peace of mind, less stress, more freedom doing the things that you love. You know, so that was part of her original bio, but now you understand why that may be the case. So Candy, just really appreciate all of the help and all of the, um, you know, all of the great recommendations that you shared here. People who say, ah, I need to find out more about Candy. How do I do that? Tell us how people, listeners can find out more about you, how they can look you up, how they can come into your world. Sure. Uh, the first thing is through our website, which is abandp.com, which is short for affordable bookkeeping and payroll. Um, I do have a YouTube channel as well that not only do I share my own podcast on there, but I have video uh, blogs that I record too with little tips and tricks. And that's just under my name, Candy Messer. Um, or you could search like the hashtag biz help for you. A lot of it will come up under that or hashtag A, B, and P. Of course, I'm on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, I have a Facebook business page. I am on Instagram, although I'm not as great with Instagram as I am with some of the other things. And then I do have a Twitter account too, but I would say LinkedIn, if you want to connect with me is a great place to find me as well. Again, just under my name, Candy Messer. Oh, that's wonderful. And I think you've also got a free resource that you're offering to the listeners. Can you tell us about that? Sure. We briefly touched on today to talking about income, profit, you know, we didn't talk much about cash flow, but there's a difference between all of those. So I created a guide to financial lingo. It actually talks about many of the terms that are used in this field that can be confusing. I talk about the difference between cash flow and profit. And so it's a guide to financial lingo that you could find through, I think you'll have the link also in the uh, show notes, but affordablebookkeepingonpayroll.com, then the slash free dash report, and you can get that free resource. Wonderful. Yes, I'll definitely put that link and also the link to your LinkedIn and your YouTube channel and your website in the episode notes. Candy, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure. I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks again for listening today please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.